Nintendo Cartridge Society presents NCS Classic Edition Metroid Other M Part 4 Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, joined as always by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. How's it going, Patrick? I'm feeling kind of sleepy. Oh, man. Uh, this section of the game, we just played up and uh, in back into Sector t- or into Sector 2 for the first time. Mm-hmm. Got the s- speed boost. Broke no, through. Wait, hold on. Yes, yes. This is all correct. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, jumped over that bridge. Jumped over that bridge. And... This section, I really feel like, has the good and the bad of Metroid Prime at the Uh Yeah, both like the good and bad of like the on on the gameplay spectrum. Pretty, uh, pretty much, pretty lacking in the like present bad presentational aspects. Yes, mercifully. Um, no, no interactions with the rest of those recruits. No. <laughs> um, and just a a little bit. The really the only interaction you have with Adam is him being like go here or you can use your your heat armor now (laughs) after you've been frying for a while and again he's monitoring all of this he sees everything you see yeah there's one cutscene where the baby gets brought up but it's brief oh yeah it's brief it's brief that's right yeah but no i feel like it has the good stuff which i'm realizing is I think the combat is what brings this game down because there's nothing fun about it. It's no, just, it's a chore every time. It's just like enemies come at you, mm-hmm. press the button, right? To dodge like the regular enemies, right. right? Right? Not like the mini bosses, not like just the regular like flying ones or the ones that crawl on the ground. You auto aim, so all you do is enter the room and press the button to fire, and then you clear those out. And then occasionally there's like the stompy two armed enemies that look like something out of like a evil monster out of Monsters Inc. Okay, yeah, sure. I don't think those exist, but like it looks like something out of Monsters Inc. but with spikes. <laughs> Steve Buscemi was an evil monster. <laughs> oh, that's true, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, and then you have to like, but none of the combat you have to like flip over them and fire on them and like use your ice beam and whatever. But none of it is fun. So when those sections happen. It's just like, oh, why? Instead of being like, oh, I get to do these mechanics. Yeah. Like, I just want to skip this. There's also nothing. And yeah, we're going to rag on this for a little bit, I think. But there's no reward for fighting enemies either. Like uh, in every other Metroid game, when you kill an enemy, it, uh, it blows up and maybe it leaves behind a missile or health recharge. There is no way to restore your health unless two things one is you get to a save point and you get all of your health back another is you get below like 25 health or something and then you can recharge up to 100 but that's it there's no there's no way to get above that 100 even though you have like at this point we have 400 hit points essentially <laughs> there's the, the only way to get them back is to so we spend most of the time with less than one energy tank yeah, and so you almost get to the point where you just want to skip enemies. Yeah. Which is fine, but the game does annoying things like you have to kill certain enemies to 
advance. Like, or the door doesn't open. Yes. And I feel like if it's going to encourage you to, like, just, like, roll past enemies because the combat's not fun, then it feels mean to also put up roadblocks. Right. Because I mean, I, like, they need to decide what it is. Like, do you want me to fight the enemies or do you not want me to fight the enemies? And I almost feel like if you removed the enemies from this game and focused more on the, like, exploration and the platforming parts, yeah, that it would be more fun. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, th- I would think that would be right if I felt like I had uh, tighter control over Samus because she falls a lot or falls at times when i i don't so here's a a a, a gripe i have with the game i've there are some platforms that samus will just like fall off of especially it seemed like in the ice yeah in this like ice world maybe that was the key to it but like for the most part you have to tell her to jump off of a platform she won't just like you walk to the edge and walk that direction she'll she'll just stand there um but like all of that leads to me not feeling like I have control over the character. So even like the platforming isn't super satisfying. I don't know. No, I think you're right. Uh, it's not very satisfying. And it just goes back to like the game wants to kind of play itself. But it, uh, there's so much contradictions. Like we were talking about, oh, the uh, it, it almost encourages you to skip the low level enemies. But at the same time, sometimes you have to kill them in order. You have to kill enemies to advance. Or if, t- yeah, or like if you leave some of the uh, the lower level enemies, um, suddenly you'll be like at the end of the hallway and realize that you're being swarmed by thirty of them, and like yeah, you're just taking hits. And so there's that contradiction. Then you know it's like oh, we want you to explore this, but the controls don't work in a way that allow exploration. Like it's still kind of and the camera and the camera is like directing you. And pushing you to, like, look in certain areas and walk on certain things. But even that doesn't work well. Like, right. you know, like, it, it's kind of on rails in the sense that, oh, like, yes, you have to choose to go to this platform, but we will choose where on the platform you stand and land. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, on rails, I think, is a really good way to describe, like, what our experience is here so far. Um, or it's like when you're, I, I feel like like not even just like on rails, it's like if you've ever been to um, like a theme park like Disneyland and they have that Autopia ride. And so you're- I don't dr- know Autopia. Well, so you're driving a car. Mm-hmm. Well, in, you've been to the Magic Kingdom in Florida and it's called like the Speedway there. Oh yeah, But basically, sure. so you're just driving a car and it has a guide rail in the middle, but you're controlling the speed and you can kind of veer to the right and veer to the left, but only a tiny bit before the guardrail like- snaps you back into place and that's kind of the experience of like other m it's you get a little bit of freedom but really it's going to guide you where you're going it's like the illusion of freedom snap you back into where it wants you to be yeah which is sometimes really like a violent snap that throws you off yeah yeah uh, we, you and I were mentioning, um, when we started this up, so we, we took a little break between our, our last, uh, play session and this one. Um, and the game does have a nice, uh, like previously on section. Yeah. I was wondering if, do you think it's every save station between, or like you have to be like every checkpoint you hit. Cause it seems to be dy- that it generates like a pre-planned sentence. Yeah. Because it seems like it can't guess 
like it seems like it knows where where you, you are in the where game. you are in the game it based on like how like what yeah. save station you're at so yeah. i wonder if the that like triggers the recap like how much of recap yeah. you get one well, I, I think uh, that works for this game because it's so linear that like if you're at a specific point it knows where you are in the story as well um which again not like a normal um metroid game and also a normal metroid game i don't need a recap on what the story is the story is you're on a planet and there are metroids well and let's be honest on this one we don't really need it because we don't really care don't really care but the the recap was very specific it was like anthony told you this you saw lyle's corpse who was a little bit late lyle <laughs> a little bit late a little lyle. bit late um but yeah i think we've i think we found that neat uh that'll be a positive thing that we say right yes one thing that's frustrating and this has been like this is not a new revelation but one thing that's frustrating about this game is the way that you have all of your powers but it denies you them until adam decides and it feels like um again it doesn't make sense (laughs) when adam decides to do it or not yes because again at this point you're like Lyle is dead. Yes. So one maybe of you... your men is dead. So maybe I don't know. You like stop your power trip, and you're like, "Hey, do what you need to do." Also, okay. So I can get being like, "Hey, some of your weapons are a little too advanced for like we're in a, a sensitive area here. Maybe don't go throwing around power Ugh, bombs. Fine. Don't nuke everything. Okay. Right? I get that. I get that. But she has to be told to use." her various suit armor to not get to not get hurt mark she walks into a hot room okay not just hot no, not talking hot yoga we're talking lava molten lava which let's talk about this too you're in a space station you are in a space station sure they are uh studying bioweapons yeah of course or, of course it's a space station so obviously uh, but one of the environments is an active volcano so there's an active volcano not a simulation not a simulation because it is throwing balls of lava at you because some areas are simulations like the forest right. for some reason they're like we got to simulate a forest including simulate yeah we rain. can't get some ferns in here but we will a hundred percent because everything else seems real right like the snowy stuff is real and the so there is a yes the snowy stuff is real there is a section in the snowy section where you look up and you can see that like the sky is artificial because obviously but no the actual environments in the lava and snowy sections are real so that's the only way those animals could survive although that doesn't answer the question why like the spider ant ant was able to survive yeah. in a simulated forest. Well, because even in the simulated forest, there are real plants, right? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's it, true. It's just not all of... It's just like the, the exterior walls. Like yes. Those, those are faked. You're correct. Um, also, follow-up question, what kind of animals are surviving in a volcano? That's not real. Bioweapons. Oh, okay. Bioweapons <laughs> Yeah, are. okay, bioweapons. When you're like, let's... uh create bioweapons that can survive in extreme heat right so you obviously need a volcano right okay okay so the application for that is we need bioweapons that can attack our enemies who live in volcanoes 
Super villains. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. I'll buy that. Uh, one thing that I kind of liked was there was that one boss at the top of the volcano that kind of looks like one of the goofy dragons in the wizard's duel from Sword of the, in the Stone. <laughs> Has yeah, like yeah, googly sure. eyes. Yeah. And, and like floppy arms that like. Yeah, that's a great pull. That is a great pull. And a little bit like the uh the dragon boss um from Dragon Roost in um Wind Waker. Oh yeah. Where yeah. you have to like catch his tail with uh the grappling hook and he screams about it. <laughs> yeah. He's a big goofy looking dragon. Also a good pull. Thank you. Um I I I like that one. It it has one of these mechanics that you don't really see that often anymore was probably really popular when Other M came out. So they were definitely biting from other games at this point. Oh, for sure. But it's it's fallen out of favor, so you don't see it that much. So playing it again is kind of novel. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, right, this was a thing. And it's where, okay, so you like damage one of its tentacles and then you do a command that has you jump onto the... Right, jump onto the creature and then like run up it. And, like, perform an attack. Right. And it kind of reminded me of uh, Shadow of the Colossus or specifically, like, Castlevania, mm-hmm. Lords of Shadow. Yeah. Um, I think that one's a little bit different. Like, you have to actually, like, scale the titans or whatever they call them. Well, and ditto in uh, Shadow of the Colossus as well. Right. Yeah. So you have to... Um, but just something about, like, climbing on that a giant boss and then performing an attack would, like, felt very of that time. Um, in terms of like the actual gameplay, it felt a little bit like the Poison Ivy fight in um, Arkham Asylum. That's like the second, I mean, not about the combat, but that's the second time you've brought up uh, Arkham Asylum. Like the other one was just for... Um, yeah, for like the atmosphere. The atmosphere. Yeah, this game obviously predates Arkham Asylum, right? Yeah, no, that's Arkham Asylum right. definitely ripped off Metroid Other M, <laughs> is what I am saying mm-hmm. and firmly believe. It's a hot take, Mark. <laughs> The hottest. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe I don't play that many video games. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't being. I was not being derisive or judgmental of you in any way. Uh, no. So I wonder if like that actually is maybe like part of um this game's. De- well, you know, uh, I guess Arkham Asylum does take a lot of cues from like Metroidvania style. You get a new item, and that allows you to access new areas. Um. So it would make sense that I would uh, be like, oh, this is like that. There. I've defended myself. <laughs> from, I, I don't know who. From your vicious barbs, <laughs> I have defended myself. I, uh, this game, like, we're, why is this an action game? Yeah, great question. Um, and I think it has taken us to this point to realize that it is an action game and not like an exploration or even whatever else you want to call a Metroid game. Not a, it's not a Metroidvania. It is um, an action game um, where all the action is frustrating. And I, I don't like backtracking in game, games in general. And I especially hate when I see something that I'm like, I can't unlock this until I get some like weapon towards the end of the game. Right. And there's so many of those here. Yeah. And I don't... L- even though I like some of these environments, there's not many I want to revisit. No. And so, like, seeing these, I mean, we're never going to go back. Oh, 
No way. <laughs> Although, having, uh, I think the game like forces you a little bit, yeah. but not to this extent. It's just like, oh, I don't want to go through like Sector 3 so I can get some power-up that clearly doesn't matter. Yeah. Because combat in this game doesn't matter, unless you are 100%ing this game. Yeah, and yeah. There... I'm just thinking about like the way that sort of stuff is presented in other Metroid games. And like I think that the trick that they play really well is that you usually don't know that you're going by something that like you'll need to come back to later until you get the item and then you're like, "Oh, now I can address that. Now I can jump over, you know, whatever. I can blow up this thing or traverse this in some way." Um whereas this is just like Oh, there's a there's another dot. There's another item we can't get. Yeah, there's a door that we can't open because we don't have a super missile. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, we have the super missiles, but... We're just not allowed to use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I had this problem with a lot of games. Um, The one most recently that I'm going to... That I was playing a lot that comes to mind is Animal Crossing New Leaf, where there's sometimes like a half second or a second that it takes for a character, your character to like pull something out or put it away. And those seconds and half seconds start becoming really annoying because you have to do it so often. Yeah. And in this game, the where you aim at the glowing target and it kind of scrolls through like a roulette wheel, all of your items until it finally lands on the one that it is. Right. Like that amount of time is so irritating to me. Yes. Because... Well, it, and there's there's also a split second before that where like, there are several split seconds like where I'm like, oh, I have to turn the controller and then again for like the sensor bar to read that I... Oh, the controls are a nightmare. Yeah. Like those uh annoying... I mean, all of them. I can't remember what it's... Where you have to... We're getting a spiral here. <laughs> the like mini bosses where you have to, you know, like freeze them and then turn your Wiimote yeah. uh, to the first person view. Just first person view is was a bad idea yeah or it would be a great idea if you could actually scan things in this game why did they not steal that from metroid prime the idea of like scanning things because if you want to make me scan one of those stupid circle things once to see that it's a super missile yeah and then every time we do it after that it immediately comes up because i've already scanned it so i identify it that would be great it's like fine make me do that in first person right you know like and I feel like pixel or, hunting was maybe their way of trying to incorporate that idea, but it's not the same at all. No, and it's just not engaging, like in in in, in any in any yeah. So uh, you you feel like every time we need to do all of that, like it just feels like it's taking too long. Yeah, like it just, just feels like many. it takes forever, and especially because the enemies are <laughs> again like the enemies don't even feel like they're designed for this like control scheme oh no I, like definitely not there was there was one of those enemies that uh like the uh thing that looks like that <laughs> i i'm not i'm not even going to be able to describe the thing i'm going to compare it to uh but you know that that like normal fossil trilobite is what i'm uh trying oh to say. yeah 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 this thing that like kind of uh buzzes along the ground um you can one of the ways you can hurt it is like it rears up on its uh, on its hind legs and you can see like a red uh thing glowing on its belly you know like, like bioweapons like, yeah like all bioweapons have um and if you are in the wrong position if it's like below you on the screen like south of you i guess um then you can't see 
when it's doing that because the camera is never going to swing around to be between to put you between it and uh and and the camera like it just doesn't make it makes it so hard to fight these things and i guess not hard but just like annoying annoying and that's the thing is that like there's so many tiny like small things that are annoying about this game that add up to make it really frustrating because we were talking about like oh of course there's um you know like perfectly round shaped holes that the <laughs> you know like the that a uh ball like the metroid ball or what do you right and uh, the samus is samus the is ball. like yeah well like morph ball will like fit in and you and know. again how are the other guys getting through this yeah as far as i know samus is the only person in the universe that can turn into a little ball and the only reason we care about these little things is because the game is so obnoxious yes right it's like a little brother that Ugh. you're just like constantly that's constantly you know like poking at you and you're like oh, i really like you but you're so irritating. I want to like you. Yeah. Mom says I have to <laughs> like you. Um, oh, Mark. You said enemy variety. That was yes. I, so the, I like how frequently the game throws out like the boss or like the mini boss characters as, or mini boss enemies as just like regular enemies. Yeah, you have to fight them once and it's really difficult and then you continue to see them and while they may be annoying, they're definitely less powerful than they were in that first fight. Right. And they but they're a more meaningful encounter than um the little garbage uh aliens. Yeah. Gar- garbage enemies. But I can't believe how frequently the game throws those garbage enemies at you. Like just stop it. Like well, I would rather the room be empty and- than have four little spiky guys crawling around on the floor and not just that but each section you go to there's like the fire section ice section the four section just the regular enemies in the early part of the game they are all just reskinned of the same four type yeah there's the monsters ink monster except right. now he has spikes <gasps> you know there's the flying bees except now their their projectiles are like ice instead of yeah, and the it, regular thing, and it's still like a hive that you have to blow up with missiles. Yeah, yeah. I, I obviously Metroid, outside of Metroid Prime, and even as the Metroid Primes progressed, they sold less and less. They were less and less successful. Yeah, and they were never really big in the West. I wonder how small the budget for this game was because Nintendo sure. doesn't really seem to care about. Well, why would they put a ton of money into a Nin- Metroid game? That- Nintendo doesn't care about black Metroids. Is that what? <laughs> you- no. <laughs> you remember no, that? that's not- you remember when uh, Kanye West said that George Bush doesn't care about black people? Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Okay, that's all. <laughs> I just want to make sure that we remember that. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the the question is, um, how big the budget for this game? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not really the question, but it's you can see where they ha- they had to um like where they cut corners. Yeah, but I mean the the thing is I think most Metroid games are probably made with the exception of Prime on a, like a shoestring budget and the backtracking and like the its discovery is born out of that, right? Like um that you have to go back through worlds over and over again each time with like a new item. That's that's like a feature of the game and not a bug. And here it seems like it's a, it's a, a failing of the game. And I, again, I think it's because they focus so much on 
combat. Right. And I think that comes from uh, Team Ninja. Right. Because why would you bring in Team Ninja unless you were going to create some sort of combat system? So have have you played any of the Ninja Gaiden games that they the developed? New, the new ones? Like yeah, the ones... The 3D ones. Yeah. Uh, I played the first one a little bit. Okay. Uh, did you enjoy that at all I, I wonder how much this experience is like that experience when those games are good they and i'm not an expert by any means but when those games are good they feel good to play yeah okay you know like they're mm-hmm. like the batman games or whatever where the combat feels fluid right and makes sense it's like you feel in control metroid other m for my money is nothing like those games. Sure. Yeah. Uh yeah. Seldom feel like I'm in control and the combat never feels good. Yeah, there's no like sense of like comboing, you know, like it's it's totally different. What's well, also so weird and you know maybe this is a an arbitrary distinction to make, but I feel like melee combat makes so much more sense for like that system like I'm thinking of God of War, I'm thinking of Arkham, I'm thinking of um uh, the the Ninja Gaiden games. Um, that that all that's all going to be with a handheld weapon that you're swinging around or bare fists. Well, and when this game looks and feels good in combat is when you are doing those finishing moves that we yeah. mentioned. I think last episode were look like they're kind of out of Smash Brothers. Yeah, you know where it is close up hand to hand combat. You are grabbing the enemy and like grappling it and then blowing it away. Right, and like those are the moments that it looks and like feels the most satisfying right and like but shooting from a distance which is you know how you would do it like that that's how you want to fight when you've got a gun it's terrible because again it is just like you enter a corridor Mm -hmm. a lot of the little bee flying things come at you and you just press fire right until because you're not aiming you just press fire until they're gone right and maybe sometimes you charge it up and shoot two or three at once yeah Okay, uh, so that's that's gonna be part four of this thing, unless you had something else to to contribute. No. Um. Okay. One thing we both liked. Oh boy. Uh, oh, we can't repeat things we've said this episode. Right. Right. Okay. I liked there is there is uh, a mini boss type here that is it's uh one of the first things you encounter in the ice level, right? And it's got like a big um like armored plate on its head yeah it's kind of like a toad that looks like it's wearing like a uh um like a viking helmet yeah it's got like antlers coming out of it um and the first time you fight one whatever it's kind of it doesn't matter um but one of the later times that you encounter it you have to make it run into a uh an ice wall to like break through it i thought that was cool yeah that was cool uh i liked the way that the um, I, I, I like the, the lava level yeah, and the platforming of it. Yeah. Um, I had a little bit of uh, a problem. I mean, I was, I was messing it up, but yeah. But I like the idea of it mm-hmm. because again, it's the part that like, even though it was basically, it, it was absolutely directing you in the direction you had to go yeah i don't know there's just something about those sections that i find satisfied like when you're like running up the volcano as the lava is rising yeah like i like that as an idea even though i don't think again the execution was hurt by being like you know what make this less fun is throwing 
these enemies you've seen a million times, we're just going to throw them in here again. Right. Also, you're just slowly taking damage because you haven't been authorized <laughs> to. Yeah, wh- why not just make the challenge the like rising lava itself and then design an interesting level? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, also, I know we sort of like danced around this before, but you do drain the lava at one point. Yeah. Which means there's like lava plumbing. <laughs> there's like maybe lava storage. Like there's an entire like tank yeah. Yeah, yeah, for right. excess lava. That's right. Also auxiliary lava auxiliary tank. Lo- yeah. Uh, did you notice how my like positive thing quickly turned into a negative thing about the game? It'll happen. <laughs> um, Mark, do you think we will become positive again on this game at some point? Or do you think... It is a slog from here to the end. I think it's good that our goal is to have a positive thing to say about it each episode. All right. That is very telling. (laughs) I'm actually excited. In some ways, I'm excited for us to get to more of the plot stuff. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, like, it's good for a laugh. It's dumb, too. Um, Yeah, she called it a baby. Is there anything else we need to mention there about... Uh, no, really, nothing happened. This. Oh, I was thrown when she's uh she comes across um a a monster that's been eaten by uh she thinks a Metroid, and first of all, she uses the word predation, that it, it looks like it's a victim of Metroid predation, <laughs> which from context clues I can figure out, like the Metroid is a predator. It's predation. like the verb of okay. predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's the noun form of the verb form of predator. <laughs> um, but so like, come on, treehouse, translate that better. Yeah. Do you think that's like when you have a bunch of like from the aliens and predators movies, like you have a bunch of predators in your house, like termites. They're like, oh man, you've had a lot of predation. Yeah. In that's these probably raptors. what they would say. <laughs> you got to cover yourself in mud. <laughs> And then challenge one to a fight in a one-on-one alien boomerang fencing match. <laughs> the The first one was how Arnold Schwarzenegger did it. The second one is how Danny Glover did it. Uh, all right. Uh, so that that's probably going to do it for our conversation here. Um, we will uh, be back in a sec to let you know how far you need to play along with us as you love Metroid Other M just as much as we do. Okay, so uh, we are now, um, help me out here, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) You got to play through uh, Sector 2, get sent back to Sector 3, and then fight the lava whale Mm -hmm. in Uh, Sector 3. Yeah, so there's like a blast incinerator observation area, Uh and then you have the grapple beam, and there's a big... Lava well, yeah. yeah. His name is Vorash. We looked it up, but unless you're also using a guide, I don't know if that information is particularly helpful. So play to Vorash, uh, destroy Vorash, and then join us in the next episode uh, next week. Podcast Network.